My sermon is entitled, Making Use of All Entrusted to Us. There's a lot that can be said about this parable of the talents. Um, If you look at it from an economic point of view, it is fairly certain that the master who is going on a journey, the master certainly represents God, that he is sort of a capitalist. He likes return on his investment. And he expects that when he leaves these items of money, these five talents of money, these two talents of money, these one talents of money, that he expects something to be done with it. And so we certainly see that. When you look at this parable, it seems to be like it's kind of unfair. And that uh, two do well, one does not. And so what does that mean in that regard? And it also, it seems to make very clear that those who have will have more and those who don't have will have less. It seems to say that as well. A great deal is here in this parable. So let's, let's begin with the beginning of it and just talk a moment about that. As I said... Jesus speaking in this parable, he says a master is going on a journey. He's leaving his wealth, his estate, his properties, his business, whatever it is that he has, he is entrusting it to his servants or his stewards, those who are responsible for that. And it says that he gives each of them particular gifts not gifts, he gives each particular properties and resources according to their ability. A very important part of the beginning of this parable. From the very beginning of the Bible, in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, when God has made man and woman and created them, He also gave them the charge to be stewards, to be responsible. He has entrusted to them creation, the creation of the earth. He gives it to them to be responsible for. And so he does it. And we have this responsibility. Responsibility that we could probably do much better at than we currently are. But here, Jesus takes this responsibility, this entrustment that is given, and he focuses it down onto these three particular servants. And we need to hear what is said about that. Now, it is certain that all of us do not share the same abilities. It is certainly certain that God gifts his people differently. That some have abilities to do this and others have abilities to do that. Some have abilities to make great 
resources greater. Some have the ability to care for others. Some have the ability to raise children. Some have the ability to do a particular task. Some have the ability to go to the mission field. Others, the abilities to teach Sunday school, to lead small groups, to do other things. God gives different abilities, but yet, because the abilities, the gifts are different, does not mean that God doesn't expect that each and every ability, gift, and entrustment given to us, that God expects us to do something with it. And apparently, the master of these servants, these servants knew that their master also expected them to do something with what had been entrusted to them. And so that is what we really need to focus on in that regard, to take and be given something, and then to multiply that which you have been given. I received an email from Patty Ruhlman this week about Project Mystery and about an egg. An egg. It is called the poultry program that is being set up in Yetaban, Ethiopia by Project Mercy. And it is basically some folks from Tyson's chicken farms and chicken husbandry came and they taught people how to raise chickens. And they taught people how to care for them, and how to produce eggs. The goal of the project is to feed the children in the school one egg a day because an egg has an incredible amount of protein that the children would not otherwise receive. So the goal is every student in the school from pre-K through high school gets an egg to eat every day. Hard-boiled. There's no scrambling. There's no soft-boiled. There's no poached. There's no egg casseroles. A hard-boiled egg. So, people were trained, including those who were disabled and some who were too handicapped or disabled to work any other jobs, began raising chickens, and they received a 1,000 baby chicks to begin with, and then they're receiving another, and these chickens now are growing up, and some have been given out to other farmers, and chicken coops and chicken houses have been established, and children are being fed a boiled egg a day. And receiving a great amount of protein. And so here, a couple of Americans who knew about chickens saw a need, helped develop it, multiplied it, 
And now a few thousand chickens are becoming tens of thousands of chickens. And it's being multiplied. And those who had the talent for chickens, where's Carol Eddy? In, in Seattle, Washington. Those who have a talent for chickens are able now to feed hundreds of children at the School of Project Mercy and are helping families develop an income and a source of regular protein, all because someone had been entrusted with this gift and they put it to work. So what is it? What talents has God given to each of us that has been entrusted to us? How have we put those gifts to work? How have we caused those to be multiplied? It is a question worth examining and a question worth self-examining on each of our parts. What has God done? What has God entrusted to me? And what have I done with that trust? Now, there are those who, like the third servant, said, I can't lose this. I'm going to hold on to it for dear life. I can't do anything with it lest I lose it. And I'm going to go and bury it in the backyard in a can under the dirt so that it'll be safe and sound. Now, I know that there are those, even in our day and time, that still bury things so that they'll be safe and sound. You never know. Some of you were children of the Great Depression. Some of you saw when banks failed outright and there was no money to be had. Some of your parents, maybe your grandparents, put it out back, put it in the mattress. Who knows? Some of us still like to keep things hid a little bit. But what are we doing with it? Keeping it for a rainy day? Keeping it, then forgetting about it? I cannot tell you how many families that over the years I have spoken with that at the death of a family member, a mother or a father, and the last of it, that they went through the house because they found money stuffed everywhere. In books, under lamps, in the bed, in a coffee can on the shelf, in the freezer. They worried that it was in the backyard. All buried away for whatever purpose. But it is certainly clear that in this parable, Jesus calls us 
whatever we have, whether it's our talents, whether it's our money, whether it's our time, whatever it might be, that these things have been entrusted to us. And as Christians, they have been entrusted to us by God. And we have a responsibility to make use of them because as far as I can tell, and the pharaohs of Egypt are proof of this, is that you can't take it with you even though it's buried with you. That God calls us to put it to use. That everything that we have is really, in the end, a gift of God. Our labor, our investing, our time, the things that we are good at, all these things are a gift, an entrustment of God. And here, Jesus says that there will be a time of accounting. Now, is that right? Is there a time of accounting? Jesus says that the master comes back and he settles accounts. Well, maybe that frightens me. Have I been a good servant, a good steward of all that God has entrusted to me? Sometimes I think I have. Other times I know probably not as good a steward as I should have been. There is intent here. God wants to know the intent of his servants. Well, you gave us this responsibility, you gave us this trust, and we worked at it. Well, you gave me this responsibility, you gave me this trust, and I kept it safe. Congregations are always faced with this challenge. In the beginning of the life of a congregation, it is all pretty freewheeling. Everybody is in it. Everybody knows that you have to take part. Everybody has certain responsibilities. But as a congregation grows and matures, it gets established. And when it gets established, There is not the urgency to use all of the assets and the gifts for different things. But we are reminded that God wants us to use what he has entrusted to us. In his revelation, the Apostle John writes to seven churches. And if you go back and you read the letters that are penned to the individual churches, you will see that some of them have forgotten. They have not done the things that God called them to do. They have failed in their trust. 
Only a couple of them are remarked for their faithfulness and for the work that they are doing and for that which had, which had been entrusted to them. And it's a good thing for us to remember. We could easily, instead of the servant here, say, a man was going on a journey and he called his churches and entrusted his property to them. And what did they do? Well, I imagine that the one who, the church that was entrusted with the five talents, certainly went out to work and made the most of it, starting new churches, adding building to the church that was in existence. The same with the two. And the one, if the church is like the one man who just went out and buried what he had, well, that church is certainly doomed. Sometimes, we have to look at the parables, not just through the eyes of an individual person, but through the eyes of the church. So the question is, have we been faithful with what God has entrusted to us? Have we made good use of it? Are we making good use of it? That is something for each and every one of us to examine, to think about, to say, how do I measure up? How is our church measuring up to what God has given us? It is in that self-examination that we learn the most about our faithfulness to the call of God. So, this parable teaches us a great many things. It causes us to think differently. It says that God entrusts us with things, with gifts, with money, with talents, with times, with responsibilities. How are we doing? How are you doing? How am I doing? Let us all pray, as individuals, as families, as a congregation, as part of a greater denomination, as part of God's church, that we are being faithful to all that God has entrusted us with. And that on that day, when there is an accounting of that trust, that we will hear the words of our master, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. 
May that be said of us. Thanks be to God who gives us a great trust. Amen.